0: Hey, hey, and hello, and welcome to another episode, the 50th, 50th episode of The Educated Fan. My name is Brandon, and I'm joined here by my best friend, your co-host, Andrew Moore. Andrew, today we've got some Colts-Texans preview, uh, we've got some Colts injury report, we've got some games around the league, we're going to make some picks, and an absolutely jam-packed episode. Or, I'm sorry, segment of Bad Beats with Brandon on this fine 50th episode. We'd like to thank everyone for listening to uh, all 49 episodes thus far, or maybe not all of them. But here you are, episode 50, listening today, and we appreciate you. Andrew, how are you, sir?
1: Man, I'm fired up. 50th episode. We've made it
0: We're almost caught far. up to the amount of Super Bowls there are.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Uh, if you've listened the entire way, thank you. If not, but you're just tuning in, we appreciate you. And we're on to Houston. It's time to we let's put the let's put the loss to Tennessee in the rearview mirror. Let's not think about it. We're on to Houston. It's it's time to get back on track. It's a game that the Colts probably will be favored in, even away. Uh, and we're going to Ty's house. The house that T.Y. Hilton built. (laughs) As you said in the last episode. I'd be
0: willing to bet he's the most dominant player to ever play in that stadium. Numbers wise, probably most touchdowns in that stadium.
1: Right. I mean, like you said, they're going to retire T.Y. Hilton's jersey in that stadium, and he's never going to play a down for the Houston Texans. So DeAndre Hopkins uh, would probably punch me in the face for what I just said. (laughs) Hey, man, I'm fired up. Uh, Let's talk about this game. It's going to be a good one. I think it'll be the... Uh, a classic Colts Houston Texans battle. Let's get into it.
0: Well, as we typically do, we start this preview with the line here from DraftKings for the Colts versus the Houston Texans. Colts are minus three favorites. Over under is set at 51. Colts are minus 175. And the Houston Texans are placed at a plus 150 money line. Houston's wins this season. Not not notable. Uh they've beaten the Jags twice. So I, I guess that's hey, two more times a week we beat can them. Say. <laughs> Uh they beat the Patriots. That's probably their most notable win, but who knows what the Patriots are. Uh I don't think the Patriots know what the Patriots are, and we're twelve weeks into the season. Uh, and they beat the Lions on Thanksgiving, which is a holiday tradition like any other. So this should be a win. I mean, the the fact that the line is so tight uh, is kind of a slap in the face of the Colts. I think a lot of it has to do with, obviously, last week's game and the uncertainty around our roster for the week. Um, I expect that to change this week. I expect the spread to grow, I don't know, maybe a point or so. But the Col- I mean, the Colts have got to go into this game uh, and just absolutely dominate the Houston Texans.
1: Yeah, and I think they're going to be pissed off. I mean, this... Darius Leonard was pissed be. off after the game and they, yeah, they should be, they, they played their worst game of the year in, in their most important game of the year. And it's time to bounce back there. There is no margin for error. We can't let a Houston Texans team that has been struggling all year um, and then have two of their best players just got suspended yesterday for performance enhancing drug use or Tuesday. Was it so uh, with, with Will Fuller and Bradley Roby, their best corner. Being suspended for six games as well, so the Colts have an opportunity here to get another AFC win because in in tiebreakers when you're looking at the wild card matchups, both the Cleveland Browns and the Miami Dolphins, who have the fifth and sixth seeds in the AFC, their conference record is better than the Colts. So we have an opportunity to to build on that, uh, especially this last this last month of the season. I think all of the teams we face are AFC teams, mm-hmm. so. Uh, why not start in Houston, uh, and 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 I think the, as long as the Colts take care of business and play how, how we've seen them play normally, um, we should be able to get a dub. I can't,
0: I can't envision how a Colts loss in this game looks. Um, I, the the Houston Texans don't have uh you know a rushing attack to speak of per se, um. You know, they're with Fuller out. I mean, they're they only two weapons on the offense are Brandon Cooks and Deshaun Watson. Granted, Deshaun Watson, you know, is as some would say the Michael Jordan of football, uh, which is hilarious <laughs> and not true. Um, but he's a very good quarterback. He's he's the second best quarterback to come out of that quarterback class. Um, he should probably be a bear or or anything. Other than a Houston Texan, but he's a Houston Texan, um, and like you said, we—that's who we got to stop. Um, I think the best way to do that is obviously, you know, our—it our, has to start up front. We got to pressure him, and then we've got to contain on the edge. Um, and hopefully, Denico is back this week to help with that.
1: Yeah, and and Deshaun Watson has been going, has been hot lately. Granted, they have been playing tough teams, but I mean, it's—he doesn't make the schedule. Um, sure he's been performing at a high level, so if we let De- Deshaun Watson start start making plays outside the pocket, the Colts the Colts defense could definitely be in some trouble, and and we talk. Well, we heard from Justin Houston this week and he said the biggest thing about Deshaun Watson is, is just how strong he is. He doesn't look like he's all that strong cause he's, he's kind of a, a slimmer quarterback, but he's hard to bring down. And Justin Houston was talking about the Colts need to make sure that if they do get to him, they wrap him up because he can still make plays while they're, while you're trying to bring him down. And I, I, I remember numerous times Deshaun Watson will throw it away or be able to get the ball away while the, well, any team is trying to bring him down, and it leads to to a big play. And, and you did mention it, that the, they are hurting offensively with, with not very many weapons. I mean, Nate, uh, how many how many more of their, off- their offensive players can
0: you name? Off the top I mean, of your head, I mean, realistically. Randy Cooks,
1: I'm not sure. Kenny, yeah. Still, Kenny Stills is on the team, but I'm not oh, sure yeah. if he's available. Um, Kiki Cutief seems like last year he, he was helping the Colts quite a bit. Uh, I can't name one of their running backs. On on the johnson I don't think David Johnson, but he's hurt. So (laughs) David Johnson in that bag of chips. I mean, how did this football team
0: beat the New England Patriots? I I didn't watch that game much. I I think Colts played at home that week too, so you certainly didn't watch the game. I just don't understand.
1: Yeah, Deshaun Watson.
0: From what I understand, Deshaun Watson willed that team to a
1: win. Yeah, we got one guy to stop. And one guy, but that guy is pretty damn good. And, and pretty I, I good think football player. So, so not only do we have to do that, but I think, I think the the number one thing for this defense, and we've talked about it now for weeks, we can't, we can't give up so many points and get into a spot where we're behind and have to have this Colts offense, bring it back and have the Colts defense just show up in the second half. It's time to start hitting in the mouth first. And, and I think you're going to see a different level of play from, Dar- from not only Darius Leonard, from Justin Houston. Uh, I think you're going to see some more aggression from Matt Eberflus early in the game as well. But the Colts can't let this continue to happen where they let teams get into a rhythm offensively to start the game. And then we have to claw our way back. This Colts defense needs to be stout from the very beginning. Uh, we need to hit in the mouth first, and we need to send a message that that while this Colts defense is the best in the league, we need to show it for all four quarters. Justin Houston uh, was not on the positive side of
0: conversation by the boys over at One Percent Better, Stephen Holder and Zach Kiefer, um, in their recap episode this week. What is your take on uh, the performance of Justin Houston so far this year? Because realistically, I don't even know if it's I don't know if it's super negative. It's just you don't hear anything super positive. I mean, he's not standing out by any means,
1: right? Is it I, over? I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think he's. I don't think he's. He's necessarily playing terrible, or or sure. by by any means, but but he's not the Justin Houston we thought we were going to get this year. I mean, he had double digit sacks last year. We thought with the addition of DeForest Buckner that taking those double teams up inside Justin Houston would get one more one-on-one matchups. And I think he has, but we, we just aren't seeing the the production from him. And I think he's only has three, four sacks maybe so far this year. And like you said, we're, we're in week 12, week 13. So I think that's where it is. And I think the Colts missed that production. Now Danico Autry has been getting some sacks. Taquan Lewis has been getting some sacks, but and really i'd have to really study the tape to figure out what exactly it is whether he's he's lost a step whether he's getting held up on blocks and can't get off but we definitely haven't seen the production that we thought we were going to get for justin houston and and for someone you're paying 12 million dollars for this year you expect him to to i wouldn't say maybe lead the league in sacks obviously that's sure. that's absurd but but maybe get around another nine to ten sacks if you're going to be this this team's top pass rusher especially when you get an all pro like deforest buckner taking the attention towards the middle and leaving you one-on-one so uh now one the one guy we, we keep talking about him and he only had four snaps last week was kamoko to and matt eberflus talked about it yesterday he was saying how how Kamoko Ture is kind of starting in practice showing what what he needs to do. He's he's getting his legs back underneath him, and they said that they're, they're expecting big things from Kamoko Ture here soon. Now, what that signifies to me is I think Kamoko Ture is going to start getting more and more snaps. Uh, in the, his first game back against Green Bay, he only had 10. Last week he only had four, and I think that was more personnel because they were trying to stop Derrick Henry, so you're going to have your best run defenders on the field. But at the same time, when we have a Kamoko Ture out there and he's getting more snaps, that can generate more pressure on a quarterback like Deshaun Watson, uh, especially if if we are able to have DeForest Buckner back, which is still very much up in the air. But but we need all the guys that we can get to get out there and, and really create some pressure to, to 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 force Deshaun Watson not only into some bad throws, but, but into making some, maybe some turnover-worthy plays that, that is Xavier Rhodes or Julian Blackman, uh, guys in the secondary that like to take away way the ball can make plays on the ball and 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 turn it over and and get the Colts rolling so this this defense as a whole really just I think it just needs to step up and and we cannot let the Houston Texans get an early lead we can't let them get into a rhythm again it's time the Colts defense shows up from the very start of the game and controls the entire tempo and it controls the game all the way through I just can't imagine we don't
0: and I, I, I agree with you need a quick start uh, and I think we get one this week. Offensively, you know, obviously we're going to be missing Anthony Costanzo, um, and I, assumingly, <laughs> Raven Clark is going to be, you know, handling stuff uh, over at that left tackle position. And you know, we're playing JJ Watt, who, by the way, good couple of games recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we don't necessarily have to just stop JJ Watt we just need to avoid JJ Watt I mean there we need to get creative this week and find ways to not allow JJ Watt to disrupt the game does that mean blocking JJ Watt perfectly throughout the game double teaming JJ Watt the entire game no but we can we can throw screens we can do this we can do that uh what other ways can we beat JJ Watt this week Andrew
1: yeah. And I do want to start talking about LaRaven Clark. Now the Colts, Frank Reich did say today that the Colts do have a, a plan in place for that left tackle position, uh, whether, but obviously he's not going to go into it. Now there are, there are different options. We did talk about whether it is just LaRaven Clark going up and left uh, yeah. at the left tackle position, because while we, well, and me especially bash LaRaven Clark, Frank Reich did say that he thought he settled in after the first couple series, now whether first couple we have, series were enough to kill us yeah now whether the raven clark is still there whether the colts move braden smith over to left tackle and have chaz green or little raven clark on the right side that's still yet to be determined um whether do we see Quentin nelson give more help to, to Raven Clark than, than has been. If, especially if we have Ryan Kelly back, can we trust Ryan Kelly to to kind of handle things more on the inside and shift Quentin Nelson's focus more to the outside, depending on where JJ Watt lines up. Uh, these are all things that, that I'm sure Frank Reich and the Colts offensive staff are going through to make sure that they, they have JJ Watt covered for as well as other players on this, on this, Houston defense that could take advantage of of Costanzo being out now I think that the Colts also don't need to maybe focus too much on it that they're they're giving help away from from other areas because maybe that's something Houston and Romeo Cornell could attack on we there the Colts want to give LaRaven Clark all this help but then you could see some some defensive switches where or where defensive linemen kind of come from different directions, and it ends up kind of screwing things things up that way. So, I mean, obviously that's priority number one. Uh, and, and a little update on Anthony Castanzo as well. Frank Reich said that that they're really going to let Castanzo determine how this is going to go. He's he's supposed to test the knee out this week. And, and they're really going to trust how he feels. So that's why they haven't really put a timeline on it. Typically, with an MCL sprain, I mean, we've seen players before miss between like two to six weeks. It kind of just depends on the severity, how it heals and everything. But I tell you what, for these next couple weeks, if, if Costanzo is is out for for two weeks or longer, this is going to probably be the Colts' number one priority is trying to figure out how we can – Sustain success and be able to get down the field without putting too much pressure on rivers with AC out. That's, he's that valuable to this team.
0: Are you ready for the, the JJ Watt answer? Go ahead. Give this is me. only good for one touchdown. Okay. This is only good for one touchdown and then they, they will not be fooled again. Run the ball away from JJ, run the ball away from JJ outside. Let's do the whole Jonathan Taylor to the outside over and over and over. Okay. Just away from JJ, away from JJ, away from JJ. Okay. Five six times they go. Okay, we get it. They're just going to run the ball away from JJ, and a Philip Rivers bootleg <laughs> loops her around. Hopefully to the right side, because left side I just don't think there's much of a shot here. Left side, T.Y. Hilton down the field, touchdown. It could be eighty yards. It could be sixty four. I don't care. T.Y. Hilton's going to be wide open down the field. J.J. Watt's going to be halfway to the other side of the field already. Boom. It's only good once. It's only going to work one time. Phil Rivers bootleg. You remember that? I can't remember. This was uh, the year Peyton got all those touchdown passes with the uh, Broncos, the year they lost the Super Bowl. You remember his little bootleg down on the goal line, and he ran one in un- untouched, just wide open? I do. And he was, he's laughing and I, as he runs into the end zone.
1: I think Peyton Manning... Probably now is still faster than Phillip Rivers right now. <sighs> Phillip Rivers, man, I've never seen a more immobile quarterback in my it, life it doesn't, than Phillip Rivers. It doesn't
0: have to be super mobile. It doesn't have to look real good. He just has to run in a little circle, cover a little bit of distance to give TY some time or Michael Pittman Jr.
1: touchdown. I'm telling you. There we go. Offensive guru, Brandon Moses. I'm good gives for his one play. Plan.
0: I, check me on Madden, guys. I'm telling you. Uh, yeah, you,
1: you suck at Madden. I don't. Uh, I
0: kick I, ass, I kick your ass all the time. Just because you're better than me at Madden doesn't mean I suck at Madden. Well, I'm not the greatest Madden player of all time. I don't know. I feel like I'd be, just because of this podcast, 50 episodes of it, I think I'd be better at Madden now just scheme-wise. A smarter <laughs> hey, Madden player. I haven't played since we started. I have not played Madden since we started this podcast.
1: We need to play it before you
0: leave. Oh boy!
1: Anywho, I don't even know where we. Are. Where are we? We were talking offensive. about Anthony Costanzo in uh, this offensive line. I we
0: need we need to get Jonathan Taylor involved. I think getting him back into the flow would be great. Naheem Hines is probably good for a touchdown this week. I mean, I don't know what else to talk about this week, Andrew. We're I, we should beat the hell out of the Texans. T.Y. Hilton, vintage T.Y. Hilton this week. You betcha we talked about this starting in your yeah. fantasy leagues, bet on him to score a touchdown. I'm betting on T Y Hilton to score a touchdown
1: this week. I bet. I promise you that we should, we should beat the Texans. You're right. But at the same time, we also should have beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. And if we take this team too lightly, we won't gonna, not after what happened screwed. to us last week. Are you kidding so, me? There's
0: no way we go into this game after what just happened to us. Taking this team lightly. I mean, there, the leaders on this team if that happens i forget the coaching staff the the play the players on this team that are supposed to be leaders have failed if we go into
1: this week not ready to ball yeah i don't disagree it, but it is something that we need to make sure we're on top of and and not only is this offensive line going to be be tested but but like you said, is this going to be a vintage T.Y. Hilton game? We certainly hope so, and and I think that's what the Colts. The Colts do need to focus on that more in their game plan. I don't know why it took till till week twelve to finally start giving T.Y. more targets and 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 shooting the ball deep. Now, as soon as he got one on one coverage, that's when he had that fifty yarder from the that Phil through to him. And if he wouldn't have underthrew him, T.Y. probably walks in for that touchdown as well. Yeah. So it's it's something that it's still, I'm not too certain why it hasn't happened, why they haven't specifically schemed T Y Hilton open more, but it is Houston and T Y Hilton always finds a way to play well against the Houston Texans. So I I could very well see it. T Y very well. And he, and he should be a guy that, that the Colts are focusing in on this week to scheme him open, whether, whether it is more, more place to have T Y rub off, whether it is more double moves, um, to be able to get him shots down the field. And again, those those deeper shots down the field, though, they're all going to be predicated on if the pressure holds up. If mm-hmm. Raven Clark or whoever is over at that left tackle position or whichever tackle position could hold up long enough that Phil can get the ball to T.Y. Hilton. Because it, we talked about it. As soon as Costanzo went out, Phillip Rivers did not look the same. He was rushing throws. He was not comfortable when, with the pressure and he was getting pressured in his face, which obviously any quarterback w- would be like that. And not just we we we
0: I mean we left this out because we wanted to shit on the Raven Clark so bad last week. I mean, we were missing Ryan Kelly as well. And and Danny Penner mm-hmm. held his own, I think, you know, but he was still a rookie center with his, his starting in the NFL for the first time at a position he had never played in his life, which we talked about a little bit. But at the end of the day, he he still wasn't Ryan Kelly. Ryan Kelly's a Pro Bowl
1: center. Ryan Kelly might be... I mean, Phil Rivers called him arguably the best center in the league. You hear that a lot from the guys around the Colts. And and I don't think Ryan Kelly gets enough recognition for all that he does. Not only only, getting the Colts lined up in the right place, but but just his performance as well. And and you're right. Danny Pinter was playing his first ever game in his life at center against the Tennessee Titans. Ryan Kelly be back is going to be huge. And he did. He practiced in full today and the Colts fully expect him to be back this week. So it's, it's going to be, it's going to be great to see him back barring any setbacks. And, and I do think that'll make a big difference in, in this as well. But you also got to think about this. Ryan Kelly was there against Cleveland when Anthony Costanza was out and it was just the Raven Clark granted. It was miles Garrett. There, they he, were going up against you. Okay. But it's JJ Watt this week and JJ Watt ain't no slouch. So two time two time defensive player of the year? I think so.
0: It's a short list of there it is a short ass list of people that have won defensive player
1: of the year twice. So, that's that's the matchup I'm going to be swatching here at the beginning is how the Colts are going to handle Costanzo being out, how Philip Rivers handles with there being a little bit more pressure and and how the playmakers are able to get the ball in their hands and make plays upfield. I had a point. You got to make know. it?
0: Nah. <laughs> I gotta think of it first. Yeah, I think uh, back to how this part of the conversation started. I think Ty is going to have a really good game, maybe even a career game. I think Phil Rivers and Ooh, Ty Hilton career game. I think I don't know about Rivers that. and Ty Hilton blow the doors off. I I'm serious. I I don't. I'm not taking the Texans lightly. But I this is the best I felt going into a game. In a a month. I mean, this is probably the most relaxed I've been going into a game since we played the Bengals, and we saw how that turned out. But, I mean, everything just kind of points towards a Colts win. The fact that we just got smoked, uh, our attitude should be right this week. Um, The fact that the Texans haven't played since uh, last Thursday, had a really easy win against the Detroit Lions, you know they could be in a situation where they're a little too relaxed, um, but it, they should be worried. I mean, look what t- look what Tennessee did to us after they got smacked. They not just us, but they went and they smacked the Baltimore Ravens and then they were ready for revenge. So, um, I mean, the Houston Texans are running into one pissed off
1: pick pick-em-up truck. You got something to say? I can tell by your face. So you said T. Y. Hilton's gonna have a career day. Yep, the most receiving yards T. Y. Hilton has had in a game in his career. 223 against the Houston Texans. His second most (laughs) 199 against the Houston Texans. (laughs) His fourth most 175 against the Houston Texans. So who is number three? We tell me number three was three was 177 against San Francisco. Love that. So three out of his top four games in his entire career with his most receiving yards been against Houston, Texas. About to be four out of five, bud. It's time to release the ghost. Um, What's your prediction, brother?
0: Yeah, I was just getting ready to say let's move it along here. Um, I'm going to have to say Colts by a million.
1: (laughs) Always. 14. 14. Okay. I'm going to go Colts as well. I think they bounce back, especially the defense. I do imagine this defense being a lot tougher in the first half. Again, I think the key on offense is just going to be Anthony Costanzo and and not hit with him not being there, how the Colts handle the pressure, and if we can get the ball into T.Y. Hilton and Michael Pittman's hands. I am going to go the Colts. I think it, it will be a closer game because I think Anthony Costanzo just means so much to this offense. Uh, I am going to go with the under, so I'm going to go Colts, 24 Texans, 20. 24, 20 Colts.
0: I think it goes over, personally. I'm not going to give you a score, but I think it goes over. Um, one last thing I do want to point out the national media, okay, my, my usual listens, uh, <laughs> Eric Ebron just got lit up. Anyway, um <laughs> <laughs> You hate you love I, to see it. I hate Eric Ebron. Um moving along here in my brain. Uh the national media is respecting the Colts. They I mean they they pointed out even Florio, for example, pointed out uh when the Brown they were talking about the Browns, you know, current state of that franchise. Um and and their game coming up this week, uh, and they were talking about one of their probably their most most notable win was against us, and they said you know the Colts back then weren't the Colts that we think are really good now. Um, so I mean the fact that the Indianapolis Colts are getting a little attention from these national uh, media outlets that typically you know only talk about the Cowboys and the Patriots and this you know the whoever not us, um, are bothering to make comments like that make me
1: feel pretty good. Yeah. And we'll see. Uh, we, we're okay. getting, we, hopefully we get some guys back from the COVID list. Uh, we're already at least know we're getting one back. Uh, hopefully we get back the, the biggest name of all that's on that list and, and our other productive pass rusher Denico Autry. So, uh, but w- again, that's not going to, we're not going to know much about that until later in the week. So follow us on social media to get all that news. Uh, but yeah, I think Colts will win and we can start rolling into December and start making some headway towards, towards hopefully a playoff berth. All right, Andrew, go ahead and run through the injury report, please. So injury report today, we had some good news. Ryan Kelly did return. He was a full participant as well as Isaiah Rogers. Isaiah Rogers was a full participant today. He's missed the past couple games and it's definitely hurt us in the kick return game. Uh, Jordan Wilkins left the game for a little bit on Sunday and he was, he was also a full participant today. Uh, But now when you look at the guys that, that missed today, um, obviously Anthony Costanzo was out with his knee. Uh, Justin Houston had some rest today, but he always gets rest on that day. Bobby Okereke who missed the game last week with his ankle injury. He did not practice today. Philip Rivers didn't practice today because he's still dealing with that toe, but he says he feels already a lot better than they did last week. So they're just being cautious with that. Uh, And then Kari Willis, I think this is probably the biggest name on the injury report is, is Kari Willis. He, he left the game with back and quad issues. And and last week he also had some shoulder issues. Kari Willis has quietly been playing one of the best is probably been one of our best players on defense. The dude hits hard. He flies to the ball. Unbelievable tackler and, and and the Colts defense definitely takes a step down when Kari Willis isn't on the field. So that's definitely one to monitor, monitor. But it's really good to see Ryan Kelly back. And and Quentin Nelson was also a full participant today. We kind of mentioned how he's been a little bit banged up. He was full participant, not even listed on the injury report. So uh early in the week, but but good signs for the Colts to get some key guys back. And a bad sign, according to Zach Kiefer.
0: Colts, at this point, believe wide receiver Paris Campbell Campbell is done for the year, would need a minor miracle to return, is the way. Yeah, Zach Kiefer and,
1: and we kind of talked about this when it happened. We weren't really expecting Paris to come back this year, and it was going to be a long shot for him to come back. So it, it sucks that he won't be able to be back out there because the it looked like the Colts offense had some plans for him and he was kind of a dynamic playmaker out there in those first couple games. So I mean you gotta feel for the kid because he's he's got so much talent. The Colts have so many plans for him and the kid just can't stay healthy. It it really sucks.
0: This just in the Colts have signed Pat McFee to a short, short contract to replace Rigaburso Sanchez uh in his time away from the team. I wish that was true. Uh <laughs> that would be quite the story. <laughs> uh I I promise you Chris Ballard called Pat, said, Hey brother, how's that knee?
1: He has not. I passed. Pat said on his show today that Did he? He didn't even get a text. God, I wish I
0: could I wish I could listen to that show more often. I really Eddie's, don't get to listen to Pat more enough.
1: And he Pat said he hasn't even gotten a text from Chris Ballard. And Pat said, because Chris Ballard's a smart man. He said, but at least uh, he's like, haven't heard anything. Would I take it and would I do it? Absolutely not. <laughs> but
0: <so laughs> Chris Pat, knows
1: that. Pat's um, not coming back, guys. Do we have so Colt's not ruling out Rigo uh
0: for um returning this season? Rigo did tweet out Tuesday. Uh, that the surgery to remove the cancerous tumor went well. Do we – who's who's punting the football this week? Hopefully nobody. Hopefully so, nobody's punting the football this weekend.
1: But yeah, hopefully. Uh, but Chris Ballard and Frank Reich knew about this last week before Rigo announced it. Sure. So Chris Ballard's already been, been on it. My guess, is, that. my guess is the signing of the punter will come out either – today wednesday tomorrow thursday what what they're probably just waiting up on is the covid protocols the the person has to test a test negative for a certain amount of days straight uh, in order for the signing to go through so it it should be fairly here soon that we know who's going to be replacing Rigo while he's out but hey hell yeah brother the surgery went well that's the best you can hear and and Rigo's going to come back here soon and and like pat said dominate it when he comes back too
0: Buddy, when Frank was talking about this situation for the first time to the media, they tried, our, our, our fellow media men tried, and women, tried real hard not to ask the question, like, who the hell's going to punt the football? Uh, I mean, it, it came down to, like, obviously this isn't the most important thing right now, but, like. We know who's gonna be pun the football. That like, do we? What? Where are we at on that? Like, I'm scared to ask. Don't hit me, Frank. Frank I if had it was some, Bob Kravitz. I don't. Know, I don't remember to be honest with you. Frank had
1: some sass this week. It uh, couldn't be Bob that, Kravitz. He's on mute always, so you wouldn't be able to hear him anyway. That's a good point. That first,
0: not the first, not the post game uh, interview, but the the second one this week uh, where he was giving updates on players and whatnot. Frank had one. I mean, you could tell he's irritated. He's he's he must have just gotten done watching film because he was fuming pissed off. And you could just tell uh, <laughs> you could
1: definitely could, tell when Frank's in a mood.
0: Uh, yeah, we're obviously not going to talk about personal health issues. So next question.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> pretty,
0: sir. pretty much. Got it. Um, all right. Let's move along here. Wrap up the Colts. Colts activated running back Jonathan Taylor off
1: of the reserve COVID-19 list Wednesday. I believe he practiced today. Did you say that already? He did practice okay. today, so that's a good sign. Um, and then again, if just to remind everyone, to Buckner, if he didn't have any symptoms, he's eligible to come off the the COVID nineteen list on Saturday. So and we won't I really know he will play. If yeah, if he, yeah, no if, he if he comes off that the uh, on Saturday, he will play on will Sunday against Houston. And he
0: will and, dominate.
1: You now, as far as Danico Autry is concerned, that's still up in the air. But hopefully, we can get Buckner back because that would be a huge boost to this Colts defense.
0: And again, congrats to Rigo on a successful surgery. Hope you get well soon, brother. All right, games around the league, boy. Games we missed: Seahawks, Eagles. Pushed six. You hate to see it. Glad I cashed out early. There you go. Yep, I sure did. Cashed out early. Uh, Seahawks win 23-17. to 17. And by the way, I doubled down. I Once I cashed out, I was like, I'll slap another 20 on the current spread, which was 10.5, which right up until the very end, they had covered. But my buddy said, they're going to score a garbage time touchdown, and look what happened. So I'm glad I cashed out when I did. Let's um, talk
1: about DK Metcalf for a second. Pretty good football player. Monster. Where where do you put him in regards as, like, where would you place him in top wide receivers in the league at this time? Because you got currently think. right now.
0: Um. Tyreek Hill. I I do. I just don't Michael think Thomas, Tyreek Hill is not. I I don't think Tyreek Hill is the best receiver in the league. I think Tyreek Hill is a very, very good receiver on a very, very good, well-coached offense with the best quarterback on the planet. Um, You know know what I mean? That's just the truth. And he's very, very fast. He's still a good route runner. But at the end of the day, he is the uh, victim of consequence. And in this situation, it's positive consequence. Um, DK Metcalf, uh, freak of nature. uh, This week... Being compared to Calvin Johnson due to some comments that were made by DK and some blowback from, oh, what's that guy's name? Jeff Schwartz. Jeff Schwartz, thank you. Jim Schwartz. Jim Jim Schwartz. Schwartz. Uh, Basically, I'll let you describe what happened, but um, I don't know. Number two, DeAndre Hopkins is (laughs) pro... Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the league. Just because I refuse to say DeAndre Hopkins is.
1: Devontae Adams is up there. DeAndre Hopkins, obviously. D.K. Metcalf's Michael, top five. Michael Thomas. I think Tyree Kill's better than D.K. Metcalf. Tyree Kill's you, that speed, dude. I mean, you've got, you've got Patrick Mahomes, but at the same time, I'm not going to take anything away from Tyree Kill just because they have Patrick Mahomes. I mean, D.K. Metcalf has Russell Wilson throwing him the ball. So D.K. Metcalf is uh, the top three quarterback easily in the league. That's how I would say. DK yeah, Metcalf
0: three. is the less drug intoxicated version of Dennis Rodman, <laughs> and is it just because of the colored hair? You betcha. Is it the
1: piercings? Yeah, I would put I would put DK top ten, um, but I don't know about top five because I still consider Julio Jones a top five wide receiver. I think I DK consider is Michael currently, Thomas
0: currently, but if you could have DK Metcalf. Or Julio Jones for the Super Bowl tomorrow. Who are you taking?
1: <laughs> Julio Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Julio Jones, it's buddy, tight. is one well, is a cr- an incredible wide receiver. Well, I mean, D- if, D- you D- D- from, deep, if you take away the injuries from you take away the injuries from Julio, and
0: turn the t- time back two years, I would take Julio Jones over anybody.
1: I still think Julio can get it done, man.
0: I do, too. I, I draft him on my fantasy team every year. I think five, six, seven years in a row I've been able to get him every year. I, I, I never don't draft the man. Okay, moving along. We are Seahawks won in a pretty unimpressive fashion. Uh, Pick'em standings. Andrew edges one out again this week um, over me. Disagreed on one game. He's the one that got it right. I was 8 out of 16. That Two tough weeks in a row. Uh, Andrew, 9 out of 16. I'm still in the lead by 7 games at 69%. Nice. And Andrew's at 65.
1: We're starting to climb back into it. That's two weeks in a row.
0: Oh, what's this saying? Oh, how the... Turntables. Okay. That was also a good one. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. I am still in the 100th percentile on ESPN, but I have fallen from... Two or three weeks ago, 95th out of over 4 million to 1,285th. You hate to see it. But I'm still only like seven points behind the leader. I've only fallen a couple of points behind the leader. I'm I'm going to be okay. This week is where I come back. So, let's get started. Uh, Saints are heading to Atlanta without Drew Brees, I believe, again. Um, and Lena on a hot streak But I think it ends here uh, Saints are going to win that one And I think Do I have them on here? Why the hell don't I have the Saints on here? I guess I didn't pick the Saints In bad beats of Brandon But
1: Saints are going to win <laughs> See, I'm going with Falcons. I they're just on such a roll right now, and I'm telling you, this coaching change made a hell of a difference in how this team is performing. Taysom Hill did not look good last week, and and I don't think until Drew Brees comes back that the Saints' offense is going to be very formidable. I'm going to go Falcons.
0: Um, do you know I I I learned something today. Uh, Raheem Morris. Oh, I do have New Orleans money line. Money line. Okay, anyway, Raheem Morris, Did you know uh, where else he coached? I know we talked about it, but do you realize when he coached? I don't Replace I don't John remember. Gruden in Tampa. Really? really? Oh, yeah, yeah we, we did talk about that. I remember that. I don't remember talking about the John Gruden part, but okay, moving along. You got the Falcons. We disagree on one already. Yep. First game of the week again. Okay, uh, Lions-Bears wouldn't touch this one with a
1: 10 foot pole Uh, I don't know you pick first I'm going Bears because I think that the Bears defense while the Bears offense is atrocious the Bears defense I think is is just too much for for an offense in the Lions that really doesn't have anybody and you got to think that that Mitch can't play any worse than he did against Green Bay I say that now but I'm going to go to the Bears I think they're just a better defense and i don't think and i think that's what's going to decide it matthew stafford's going to have some bad plays he talked me into it um matt nagy
0: did not have nice things to say about his team this week uh said that he was pretty basically just said that they were they're embarrassed um not nice things to say so the team's going to react one of two ways but i think it's going to be you know we can't lose to the lions um miami in miami against the Bengals. No Joe Burrow, obviously, still. Miami Dolphins are going to win that football game, I would hope.
1: Yeah, I'm going Miami as well, which sucks because the Colts are in a battle with Miami for wild-card position as of right now. But yes. the Bengals are... I th- I think what the Bengals should do is tank to get t- the top three picks so they can get the best left tackle in the draft and make sure Joe Burrow is protected for years to come.
0: Right. Uh, Maybe even tank to trade some picks so somebody can sneak up to the front, maybe get a few first-round picks. Um, Miami's beaten the bad teams this year. They've handled them, so I expect them to do the same. This next one's tough, too, but I'm more hoping the Browns win than anything, so I'm going to pick the Browns against the
1: Tennessee Titans in Tennessee. And I really want the Browns to win as well, and this is probably... This is probably the toughest game for me this it's week tough. to pick
0: because. Browns are a minus or like a plus two something
1: underdog. Because the Titans, I mean, Derrick Henry is probably going to run all over that tight that Browns defense, but the Titans can't really stop the run. And, and that, that might
0: be the second best running game in the league. Maybe the best running game in the league. uh Just not the best running back in the league.
1: And you talked to me into this one. I'm going to go Browns too. Screw the Titans. Yep. Uh Colts are going to beat the Texans in Houston.
0: Um I, this is I, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep picking against the Jets until the Jets prove me wrong. So Vegas is gonna go to New York and get a win, especially after getting that ass slapped against the Falcons.
1: Yeah, I just don't see how the Jets are gonna be able to to beat the Raiders. Uh, that line like minus said, that's a seven and a half point spread, just so you know. Especially after how bad. The Las Vegas Raiders played against Atlanta. Uh, they're going to come back. So uh, I'm thinking the the Raiders take it.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Baltimore went for it. Baltimore went for it at, right before the half and didn't get it.
1: What's the score? So they're down at, five. At half. There's your Wednesday night football update as you're listening to this on Thursday morning. Weekly tradition. Oh, my God. Who's it? Luke Wilson? Luke Wilson had it in his hands and dropped it.
0: Okay. I'm sure cheer- I want the Steelers to win minus 10 and a half anyway. Carry on. Uh Jacksonville heading to Minnesota. Minnesota's gonna I mean, if you've got Dalvin Cook, congratulations in fantasy this week.
1: Yeah, I don't see a way the Jacksonville Jaguars win this one. They just fired their GM. I don't think Gardner Minshew is going to be back yet. And the Vikings are actually kind of starting to get it together a little bit. So I'm going to take the Vikings. Vikings are on a tear.
0: This is probably the second hardest pick of the week. Andrew compared to the Browns and Titans Rams at Cardinals Cardinals seem to have fallen apart after the hail Murray. Uh, I did not coin that term. I am not funny. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. but they've struggled ever since that uh incredible play by DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray the Rams coming off a game they should have won I mean there's there was no excuse to lose against 49ers um I think I the Rams have got to bounce back I think defenses are kind of figuring out a way to defend Kyler Murray uh, and I think they get to win
1: I'm going to go back to this matchup that I was talking about earlier It's Jalen Ramsey on the other team's best receiver and it's burned me before. It's not going to burn me today. I think the Rams will win it. Uh, and I don't think it will be close. I think the Rams win by probably about a touchdown,
0: uh, Seattle minus 10. Take it home. Yeah. I think Seattle beats the giants pretty handily. I'm guessing uh, that Daniel Jones is out this week. So
1: Daniel Jones is out. Colt and McCoy. Who's, who's going to guard DK Metcalf on the Giants? But I don't think they have anybody to do that. Not a chance.
0: Uh, Green Bay gets to host the Philadelphia Eagles this week. Another one of my favorite picks. Go ahead and hammer Green Bay.
1: Yeah, Green Bay all the way. I mean, the Eagles, Carson Wentz, just, man, he's not looked great. I don't know what's going on with him. He's his throws have been all over the place. Doug Peterson not making good coaching calls. Uh, they can't. Doesn't seem like the Eagles can protect him. I think the Packers roll easily. New England Patriots get to head to L.A.
0: Uh, and play the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, I I think uh, Bill draws up a a tough day for the young quarterback and Justin Herbert. And I think the Patriots are going to win the game. Bill Belichick has a way
1: of really making rookie quarterbacks look like rookies and I yep. think Anthony Lynn's days in LA Which as the Chargers so head coach are number he's, it's just he's been making some really weird and bad decisions during the game. so I think the Patriots win real sad
0: uh Anthony Lynn love Anthony Lynn I uh, was really I really enjoyed him being on Hard Knocks this year is he, he's a defensive coach yeah no used to be a running back he's more of an offensive running
1: back but i think he played mostly special teams if i remember correctly
0: i don't know just trying to think about guys that would be really cool to have on the staff once maddie hebrew fluce loses wishful thinking (laughs) uh just anthony lynn's demeanor and attitude just seemed to fit our culture was all i was thinking anywho moving along uh I don't like the spread in this next game, and I also don't know who's playing quarterback for the Broncos. I assume Drew Locke will be back, um, but the Kansas City Chiefs will
1: win in Kansas City. So all of the all of the Broncos quarterbacks did come off of the COVID list. Even so, the one that tested positive? Okay, maybe not that one, but but all the other ones that were put on as high close contact came off. So I still think the Chiefs get the, the win, but I, I think the Broncos defense could... Could give him a little bit of trouble, but I still don't think it's going to be close.
0: Mike Tirico is currently interviewing uh, the commissioner on 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 Wednesday Night Football. Uh, Washington heading to Pittsburgh sometime next week. I don't. What day is that one? That still be
1: Monday. I Monday just night like, at like five o'clock because uh, the actual Monday Night game will still be at eight. So Washington Pittsburgh will be played at like five o'clock on Monday night. Okay, uh, I guess Steelers. I, I, <laughs> do you think you think uh, Alex Smith is going to lead a dub over the maybe undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers? No, I don't think so. But what a
0: weird schedule for them! And they've got a real short week. But you know,
1: we do not care. So, so <laughs>
0: perfect. I mean,
1: yeah, Pittsburgh. Next one is Buffalo at the Arizona 49ers as this game will be played uh, at State Farm Stadium.
0: Too much craziness for the 49ers.
1: Buffalo Bills win. Yeah, I think so too. And, I mean, while the 49ers did play pretty well against the Rams, uh, I, I don't think it'll be a blowout per se, but I do think the Bills will win.
0: Dallas Cowboys heading to the Ravens after this crazy week. Um there's no way the Ravens lose three in a three in a row and I do suspect that they're going to lose the game that they're playing right now as we record.
1: Well, it doesn't, it, it also depends if Lamar Jackson is back by the time they play the Cowboys yeah. too. Are we going to have RG3 I don't think three it against matters. Andy
0: Dalton? I don't think it matters. I think, I think, I think the Ravens win.
1: Okay. I'll go Ravens as well. So I think we're only off again by one that first game. Yeah. So is
0: that it? Yeah, because you talked me into the Bears. I talked you into the Browns.
1: Yeah, that's it. Easy week. Ooh, breaking news. Uh Uh-oh. My beautiful girlfriend is home from work. Ow. Oh!
0: Hello. Oh! oh!
1: Look at her. Look at her. Oh, can we get a kiss? Can we get a kiss
0: on screen here? You guys going to make out? They're making out. Don't let
1: Andrew fool you. They're making out right now. She gave me a protein bar. Yeah. Got to make gains. Yeah, you're all about gains. Wait, all right. Gains.
0: Hopefully a better week this week in the pick department. Ironically, I made money last weekend on <laughs> one of my worst wow. pick weeks. So uh but yeah, let's it's that time, I believe. Am I wrong? Do we have any NFL news? We have some entries to go over real quick. Okay. Brown safety, Ronnie Harrison shoulder out for four to six weeks. And Eagles did activate tight end Zacherts from ER. Big news for the Eagles.
1: That Does will it? at least give one serviceable wide receiver to to Carson Wentz. Yeah. Uh, I guess, is it Dallas Goddard? Isn't there other tight end? Yes.
0: And he He's came pretty. back this week, and he scored a touchdown. He's decent. On my Zach, Ertz is a, Zach Ertz is
1: a Pro Bowl tight end.
0: Yeah, I agree. Okay, let's move it along to my segment of the week, Bat Beats with Brandon. Really Blew the speakers out of your ears there that time, folks. All right, let's move it along to Miami, minus 11.5. I do like the spread. It's a lot, but they they beat the Jets like 24 to nothing the first time they played. They beat the Jets 20 to 3 or something this past week. They're going to handle the... Cincinnati Bengals. That's at minus 110. Detroit plus three, minus 110. I do think Chicago wins. I am threading the needle there. Uh Minnesota money line. The spread of 10. I, I do think Minnesota wins pretty easily, but the spread of 10 is just a bit much. Minus 435. Minnesota wins money line. Also like the under in that game. Minus or uh 52. Las Vegas Raiders, minus 7.5, minus 110. Uh, new orleans money line minus 157 uh i separately i do like them minus three and then we move it along to seattle minus 10 love that they're gonna also hit the under in my opinion minus 48 i just want to point out i'm very bad at over unders uh, New England, money line, minus 107. That is an even line. That is a plus one, minus one, minus 107. Either way you go for that game. Vegas doesn't know what's going on, but I do. So go ahead and hammer the New England Patriots. <laughs> uh, Green Bay, minus eight and a half is an easy one. Bills, minus, I think, two and a half. I think that's two and a half. Yeah. Go ahead and hammer that. If you have, you know, big balls like ACDC. Nope. Not ACDC. Who sings, uh, I've got big balls. It is ACDC, right?
1: Yeah. I don't know. All right, moving
0: along. Plus $18,601. A $5 bet wins you $935. Favorite underdog of the week. Andrew, can you guess?
1: It's at the Indianapolis Colts. It is
0: the Cleveland Browns. The Indianapolis Colts are favored. You idiot. Oh. Did you listen in the beginning <laughs> of the show? Um, I would just steer clear of a straight-up bet for Detroit or Chicago. Not a fan. Rams, Cardinals, tough, and realistically, probably the Titans and Browns wouldn't. I I know I said the Browns are my favorite underdog, but don't favorite underdog, it. but don't bet on don't it. Don't hammer it. <laughs> and, you know, don't don't empty your bank account on them. Um, that's it. I think. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Just double checking my list here. Uh, listen. I'm on a new streak in the gambling world. I'm, I'm, I'm more of a frequent flyer here as opposed to a heavy hitter lately. And I'm making a uh, little, I'm making some here, I'm making some there. So, just go ahead and trust me. I'm, I'm, I, something's going to happen this week that's going to piss me off, but I think we're going to come out net positive this week.
1: Let's hope so. Because right. I, I definitely need to get back. To some to some winning ways because my bets have not been hitting college at all. basketball.
0: I I hit a big college basketball parlay this week. There you go. That was that was baller. Kansas helped me out last night. IU sucks sucks sucks. IU sucks pissed me IU's,
1: off. I use transition to a football school. <laughs> yeah, no shit.
0: Um, <laughs> they did, however, win a game in my parlay that won me three hundred dollars. Just saying. Uh, there you go right that's it go follow us uh keep an eye on andrew's uh tweets for injuries and covid news and who's playing who's not um and maybe some news on who our punter is going to be this weekend uh that's at the educated fan that's t-h-e-e-h-d-u-c-a-t-e-d-f-a-n you know the rules folks thanks for 50 episodes uh I mean it's not like we could go broke and stop recording this podcast, so we'll probably do it anyway, but
1: <laughs> you know. Thanks for it's listening. Fun. It's fun recording every week. It's fun talking about the Colts. It's fun interacting with people on Twitter. Uh, so you guys need to interact with Brandon more on Instagram. Give <laughs> him give him some shit. Yeah, like hey, post something once in a while. <laughs> that's that's me literally
0: to Brandon every day. <laughs> Andrew's starting to get on my nerves. I'll just put it that way. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, I hope it was a good episode 50. Good episode 50. Let's get a win in Houston this weekend. See you at episode 100, boys and girls. Go Colts. Go Colts.
1: I fucking love football, and I love you guys. Here comes the... Here comes the... Here comes the... Really Worried like, yeah. here comes the no. here
0: comes the oh.
1: here comes the really whole, like, yeah. here comes the here comes 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 the here comes the oh. here comes the oh. here comes the